Welcome to the Catholic Board Gamer Podcast, where Josh and Adriana talk about the wonderful world of tabletop gaming. A recent study reported that 96% of families who play board games together say that they feel close. Why do you play board games? We'd love to hear from you at patreon.com slash catholicbgg. Have an upcoming Kickstarter launching or a game that you would like others to know about? Follow Josh on Instagram.com slash SHUA01 or on BoardGameGeek.com slash user slash Cade underscore O-N-E. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, tell a friend, tell your mom, and most importantly, tell your gaming group. So without further ado, here is Joshua and Adriana. Hi there, welcome back to another episode of The Catholic Board Gamer. I'm Josh. And I'm Adriana. Man, a lot has happened since we last recorded. We've been to Putin Bay twice, camping. We went to Pirate Fest and we went to, um, we do a historical auction every year, uh, which is where a bunch of the rich people who own a lot of the businesses on the island get together and they uh, try to outbid each other on a lot of cool historical items. This year, probably the, the coolest item that we saw there was uh, a cabinet that was made by George Washington's brother. I guess he was a cabinet maker. I looked it up. George Washington had several brothers, multiple brothers. I don't know. I had a lot of brothers. There was a cool spoon. We bid on absolutely nothing because we don't have much money. So got a lot of stuff in the mail this week. Pizzeria Boss from Kickstarter. And we got it, and we played it. There are some issues with the rules, so I contacted Brian. I know um, one of our patrons, Chris and Tanya, also backed it, and I just was curious if they got to play it yet, um, if the rules were unclear also to them. But as soon as we get the rules cleared up, um, I know they're going to post the a revision to the rules on BoardGameGeek.com. As soon as that happens, we will give you an update. Um, I'm thinking about making little uh, ovens, like so when you put the pizza in the oven, I think that'd be really cool. Another item that we got in the mail was a game that I, I've had it on my wish list for a couple years now, and the price just um, went down. I got an email from Amazon saying that it was 70% off, so it was $6 for this game, and it comes with like 40 dice. I thought it was $5. No, I paid 6 bucks for this game. The components are really cool, so... We played it. I enjoyed it. And it's kind of like, it's very similar to Masterminds, if you've ever played Masterminds. When Shannon and I first dated, started dating, um, that was one of the only board games she had in her house, and we played that for hours. Basically, Masterminds is where you put different colored pegs behind a wall, like a little a wall, so the other person can't see what order you put the colors in. And then the other person is trying to guess the order and the colors of what you put behind your wall. So it's kind of similar to that, but instead of like multiple colors, there's just one, you get one dice and the dice has different sides, obviously. And so you hide that behind a wall and everybody has their own wall and you're spies and you're trying to, through deduction, figure out which spy has what on their dice and what color the dice is. And if you guess correctly, then you assassinate that spy and they're out for the rest of that round. Um, There's more to it than that. And if you YouTube it, there's actually two different sets of rules for it because they had, came out with two different versions. The version I have, I think, is the newer version of the two. I did find a typo on the back of the box. So, um, 
And I also found a typo in the the pizzeria boss rules too, so I let them know about that. But again. But anyway, the the game that I got on Amazon is called Hide H I D E. If I didn't mention that, which is an acronym for Hidden Identified Dice Espionage. It's actually uh, put out by Mayday Games, but in conjunction with uh, Korea Board Games. So I think that they just translated it from the Korean version of the rules. I can't wait to teach it to Adrian because Adrian didn't play it. So there's one copy left on Amazon. So if you zoom on over to Amazon and uh, pick that up for six bucks. And if you don't, I will. Maybe I'll gift it to somebody. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to, we have two new patrons. Uh, the fellow that we mentioned who does the comics, Topher. How do you say that? Putnam Mental. Putnam Mental. That sounds right. Animation. So the guy that we mentioned in our last podcast who does the comic books, who I met at Com- uh, Put and Play Con, he backed us. And then we have a new guy named Scott Smith. Scott, welcome to, uh, thank you for your support. Um, and then we have a Jeremy, I don't. I won't say this last name. I'll call him Jeremy S. So thank you, Jeremy S. You know who you are. Uh, you're not a patron, but you're following us, which is great. So even if you can't support us, we randomly post things on Patreon. So if you want to, that's kind of like our main hub. So you can go on Patreon and sign up and then just, uh, you don't have to back, you don't have to give us any money. But if you hit there as a follow button, you get little updates when we uh, post things on there. Or if you want to comment, uh, leave us a message on there. We kind of put all the show notes on there too. We got a very interesting comment on Instagram. All right. So on Instagram, you can follow me at schwa01, S-H-U-A-0-1. And, uh, they started a really cool hashtag that was going around, uh, hashtag gamer behind the games. It's where people are posting a picture of themselves and then basically just introducing themselves. Because a lot of times you'll see pictures of board games, but you won't see the people playing the board games. What's really cool about the hashtag is you, like, uh, there's a lot of people I follow on Instagram. Basically, I use Instagram for posting board game related stuff and follow mostly board game related things. So I try not to follow the same people that I follow on Facebook or Twitter on Instagram. And it makes Instagram a heck of a lot more fun because... You're following what you're interested in. We got a question from BoardGameFSZK. And he said, Hello, I'm interested to know more about Catholic Board Gamer. How is it a different experience for a Catholic than for anyone else? Or is it just the name you pick? It's a really good question. Um, I had to ponder it for a while. So he asked, like, being a Catholic Christian and playing board games, is it different for us than it is for just any other board gamer? And my answer, my reply to him was basically that and I had to I had to think about it because um, I would say yes and no. Yes, um, it's different because like I'm not gonna probably want to play like Cards Against Humanity or a game that I don't know. I, I'm you know there's certain games that I won't want to play. Like like one time I showed up at a uh, playtesting event and they wanted us to playtest this game, and the game itself was. The mechanics were great, and maybe I mentioned this already, but when they put the game out on the table, it had a pentagram, and it was all, like, devil-like themed. So I did not feel comfortable playing the game, but for the sake of playtesting, um, the game itself is a really solid game, and I liked, I enjoyed the game, but I really hated the theme. So I would definitely not buy that game based on the theme. My brother and his wife, uh, they have a couple games that are more adult themed and it's too vulgar. 
Um, I'm fine with like adult games that are, I guess you would say light, um, like where you can take it two different ways. That to me is fun. Like we have a couple games like that. We have a, like we picked up Rotten Apples. It's kind of like Apples to Apples, but it's Rotten Apples from, uh, from Target. Um, and that's, it's still adult themed, but it's not over the top. And it's one of those games where you can kind of take it two different ways. So if you have a dirty mind, uh, my aunt actually got me the game for Christmas one time called Dirty Minds and we got rid of it. It was, even that was too much for my taste. Um, that's just an example. Um, I would say no, because like for us, for me anyway, games are kind of like movies. It's, um, it's not real. Whereas like I go to watch movies, even though I'm against killing, I'm against killing people. Um, but I will watch movies or shows like the walking dead or things like that, where people are being killed. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and kill people. So same kind of goes with board games. Like if you look at, um, Adriana and I just posted a list on Amazon that basically we listed all of the games that we have on our shelf and, uh, we ranked them in order of that's Nikayla. You can let her in for a second. Come here, girl. Our special guest. We have a special guest. It is Nikayla. Nikayla, you want to say something into the microphone? You want to talk? She doesn't really talk yet. She understands everything we say pretty much, but she won't talk. So, but anyway, we ranked them. So you'll see like One Night Ultimate Werewolf where you, in that game, you point to who you want to kill, the werewolf or the villagers. Um, we have uh, Cash and Guns, which is a fun game where you point guns at people, fake guns. And uh, a lot of games like that, like we play, but it's it's make-believe. It's not like you're like, we're actually killing people. So there, I understand that there are Catholic Christians out there who would not play that any of those kind of games. But yeah, so I would say on one hand, yes, um, um, our Catholic faith does play a role in how certain games that we will or will not play. But it's just like, I would say, movies like that you watch. I'd also like to point out that board games, much like the Catholic Christian faith, is very tangible. We live in such a virtual world, a world that everything is unreal. Jesus didn't have to heal the blind man with mud. He could have healed the blind man with just virtually. He didn't have to baptize with water. He could have just given us the Holy Spirit. He gives us his body and blood, but he transforms it from bread and wine. Our faith is very tangible. All right, so we've had, since our last recording, we've had two game nights. The first one was super successful. We had a couple new people came, and kids had a blast on the trampoline. We, we put a sprinkler underneath the trampoline. And we had glow sticks. Oh, and we put glow sticks all around it. It was really cool. And I kind of forgot they were jumping on it, and so our water bill was probably through the roof because they, they were out there for quite a while, but it, it was fun. Um, some of the games we played was Codenames, which if you don't own Codenames yet, it's fantastic. It's a party game. Murder in Hong Kong, I like. I love that game. It is kind of like Clue mixed with Codenames. I think you're the murderer. <laughs> and what's fun about this game, we played this game with my grandma, and we might have mentioned it in another podcast, but my grandma really got into the storyline behind it. So when you accuse somebody, you can kind of make up your own little story, which is fun. And uh, actually, I'm looking at my uh, game stats, and I won that night. 
and I was the murderer. Uh, we also play uh, Stipulations, which is a game. I don't remember what that game is about, but my sister-in-law brought it. And the five-second rule she also brought, which is a f- pretty fun game. And the timer for that five-second rule is really weird. Like, you flip it over and it makes this weird noise, which always makes me laugh. Uh, then Adri, Shannon, and I played Maki Koro, which is, if you like Monopoly, um, it's a nice break from Monopoly. It's a shorter game. Adri really likes Maki Koro. I really like Maki Koro. So you want to explain Maki Koro? Um, the way you win in Maki Koro is not the same as in Monopoly. It's actually cards and you have to pay to get them unlocked. And then the cards tell you that you can do different things. Like you can roll two dice and stuff like that. It's kind of cool because like it's not a game. Like Monopoly, when you roll the dice, you have to wait for your turn. Like... In Maki Kuro, like everything, everybody's something's happening all the time. So it's a it's a cool game because even when it's not your turn, you're still doing something, which is always good. So the way you win is you have to flip over all of those cards. Yeah, basically you're building a town or a city, and once you unlock all of the uh, city cards, then you win. But you're also along the way you're buying like a pizza shop or a burger place or a forest. Or kitty taco. Um, we also played Pizzeria Boss, obviously, and Adri won. She made $8 on her pizza. Uh, I made $7, and Shannon made $6, and Adri's friend Emily made $5. So, yeah, Adri's friend came over uh, first time, and we played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, which is Adri's favorite game. Woo. And Emily loved it. She so, wanted to play Monopoly. She likes Monopoly, like, but she hasn't been exposed to other games. So uh, Another game we played was Crossing, which is a fun game for pretty much all ages. Eight and up. Okay, ages eight and up. But, I mean, Adri could have played it when she was six. And Emily won that one with 28 gems. Shannon came in second, Adri came in third, and I came in last. And then One Night Ultimate Werewolf, we played... Adri dominated on that one. <laughs> she pulled off a move that was really cool. Like, the way that you bluffed on that one was really awesome. I don't remember what that was. What was it? I think you switched cards, or you made us think you switched cards, and then somehow... I don't know. Somehow you ended up just playing us. It was it was fun. Uh, oh, the second game night that we had, which was last weekend... What made me mad about that was, um, it didn't make me mad, but. Anyone came? <laughs> really anyone came? No, what happened was I sent out a text to a, a lot of our regulars and I just asked them which night would work best. And I had three responses and they're like, two of them were like, let me check with my wife. And the third one was, let me check with my work schedule. And only one person got back to me and said, how about the 16th? So I was like, all right, cool. So I made it for that night and. Mitch is the only one that could come. So, and then Adri's friend Emily was supposed to come with her mom, and they somehow Taylor. got... Taylor. Well, no, Emily was supposed to come with her mom and her sister. Oh, yeah. And then they got lost somehow. I don't know. They never showed up. And then your friend Taylor came over, so that was great. But it was sad. It's sad when nobody shows up. That happens every now and again. And we order, like, jumbo pizza and everything and have huge amounts of food, and then nobody shows up. It's disappointing for sure. Why don't you come? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird. Like um, we're having another game night on the first September first, and 
so far we've already got uh, quite a few RSVPs. So we're gonna it's gonna be a great game night. And what's cool about September first is every year one of the board game stores in Toledo called the Toledo Game Room they put on a demo day. And it's where you can basically go and play games that you have never played before. And then if you like them, you can buy them. They give, I think, quite a bit of percentage off. And then um, for every game you play, you get a ticket and you put it into a drawing. And they have all kinds of games that they give away for free. And that's how last year we won Potion Explosion. That that's like a, was like a $40 game at the time. And so we got that. That was pretty cool. So my brother and his kids and his wife are all coming up. So they're going to do demo day all day, and then we're going to have a game night that night. So it's going to be a fun day of gaming. And Shannon's home with uh, Nikayla, so you might hear with them in the, the background. You said the Nikayla. Yeah, I'll edit that out. <laughs> I have the power weird. of edit. So uh, what else? Oh, so we went to Pirate Fest, and we camped out, and we made some great food on the... We became like grill masters on the fire. We made corn on the cob, and we made... Uh, else oh uh uh, breakfast burritos that were awesome they were excellent they turned out perfect so we uh unintentionally missed mass on that sunday so what happened was um we ended up they do have a lutheran uh, church service at the catholic church that evening so even though that doesn't fulfill our obligation to go to mass on sunday it honors god so we decided to do that and we didn't know what to expect, so I told I explained to Adri that we're you know out of respect for the Lutheran faith that we would not receive communion, and uh, out of respect for our own faith. So we get there, we're like one of the first ones there, and the pastor was outside. He greeted us, and we went in, and there were some people already in there. So we didn't. Um, were you kneel down? Yeah, we didn't dip our fingers in the holy water, and we didn't genuflect, and we didn't pray before the service, and. It just felt weird. And then um, when the pastor came in, basically he wanted us to go around and introduce ourselves. And there was all this small like chat before. And I don't really think that would have happened at the beginning if there were a lot of people there. Like we're all talking to each other and and like uh, kind of having fellowship and stuff. But nobody acknowledged Jesus like. So it was, it felt wrong. So I'm going to read this little thing I wrote. All right. So a few weeks ago, Adriana and I went on our annual camping trip to Putin Bay. On that Sunday, we unintentionally missed mass. The only other option to praise God was to attend the Lutheran worship service at the Catholic church at 6 p.m. When we arrived at the church, we were greeted outside by the pastor. And then we entered the small church. If you've ever gone into the Catholic church on the island of Putin Bay, you will have noticed a mural with two deer drinking from a spring. What does this have to do with Jesus? One time during Mass, the answer came to me in the form of a psalm. Psalm 42, verse 2 and 3 says, As the deer longs for streams of water, so my soul longs for you, my God, the living God. When Jesus' side was pierced on the cross by a spear, blood and water flowed from his side. In the book of Revelation, John describes the one on the throne as saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give a gift from the spring of life-giving water. Fun fact! So anyway, yeah, if you go into the Catholic Church on the island of Putin Bay, you will see a mural of two deer drinking from a spring. little fun fact for you, another thing about deer in the Bible is that 
in Psalm 22, if you look at the original, I don't know if it's in Hebrew or Greek, there was a superscript at the top that said that the song was to be sung in the tune of to the hind of the morning. And hind meant deer. So to the deer of the morning. Uh, we don't know what the tune is because it's been lost over the years. But the people of its time, they knew that that psalm was to be sung in that tune. So back to the experience at the Lutheran worship service. Out of respect for our non-Catholic brethren, we did not receive communion. When we entered the church, we did not dip our hand in the holy water and make the sign of the cross, which reminds us of our baptism and all that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. We did not genuflect before the cross, which symbolizes Christ's sacrifice, sacrificial love for us. We did not kneel in prayer before the celebration, which is a special time where we talk to God one-on-one. Instead, the pastor had us go around the room and introduce ourselves to one another. There was a couple from Cleveland, a college girl from Pennsylvania, and three women all the way from China, which was pretty cool. We definitely felt welcomed, but so far, there was no acknowledgement of our Lord. It felt wrong. It made me feel sad that the one person who we all came to be with was being ignored. During communion, we, Adriana and I, knelt in prayer. I prayed for more unity among Christians. I prayed for all who have never experienced the sacred liturgy. I prayed for all those who had, but did not truly understand the Mass. This experience gave me a new appreciation for what Catholic Christians celebrate each and every day in the Catholic Church. Christ's passion, resurrection, grace, love, sacrifice, and communion, it is ultimately relationship with our Savior. When we dip our fingers in the holy water font and cross ourselves, God welcomes us into his house. When we genuflect, we acknowledge Jesus is our Lord and Savior. When we kneel in prayer, we communicate with our all-loving God, and he hears. Everything we do, we do for the one who gave us his all. Oh, more things I got in the mail. So, not that it really matters to you guys, but I am now officially registered as as a libertarian. I've been voting libertarian for probably the past six years, and I just couldn't bring myself to call myself a libertarian. But over further reflection, um, I think it was the right choice for me. Um, Thinking about starting a a podcast with just me, basically a libertarian podcast, where I kind of go into maybe how my faith and liberty kind of go hand in hand. So um, stay tuned for that if you would be interested in that. Maybe that'll be something I do in the future. Something else I got in the mail. I got my Chime card. So basically what Chime is, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. If you're looking for, um, if you're shopping around for a bank, uh, like an online bank, um, what's really cool about the Chime card is you set up direct deposit from your paycheck and you can set it up so that 10% of your paycheck goes automatically into a savings account and collects interest. And then with your Chime card, which is basically a debit card, every time you swipe your card at, say, the gas station or a restaurant or at a board game store, it rounds up so and then puts that into your savings account. So say your your uh, bill comes out to $3.90, it's going to throw that extra $0.10 cents into your savings account. Um, there's no fees, which is great. And so if uh, there's not like a, a minimum amount, so you you're not going to get, uh, basically you're not going to get charged if you go below a certain amount and 
you also have access to um, Mac machines all over. Like in the town where we live, um, there's probably about eight. I haven't used an ATM yet with it, so I can't really comment on that part of it. But but anyway, what's cool is I, I tried different things. So I I, uh, I tried transferring money from our one of our other banks, and that took about six days though to transfer, which was kind of a bummer. And then I transferred money from PayPal, I think, and that took about three days. And then there's another way that you can transfer or add money funds to your uh, account is by going to like Walgreens or a Rite Aid or several other places in uh, just take your card in and show it to the clerk and then tell them how much you want to put on the card and they charge a fee and it was more than I thought it was going to be. I kind of had a limit of like $3 I thought was fair. Um, they were charging like $4 and like something. It was almost five bucks, which was outrageous. So you wouldn't want to do that like often, but it goes straight on. It only takes it like later that day. It was probably like two hours then it was in my account. So if you had like a large amount of cash or something, like maybe you, you had a birthday and somebody gave you, you got a bunch of birthday money or something from your grandma and you wanted to uh, put it in there. That is an option to do it if you need the money right away. But if you don't need the money right away, um, your best bet. Also, if you have direct deposit um, set up, then what's really cool is that it has uh, a feature that you can scan the check. So if somebody writes you a check, well, not writes you, basically if you have a check from, uh, I don't know, like a legitimate check, you can actually just scan it, take a picture of it, and then it'll deposit the money that way. Uh, That feature does not work if you don't have direct deposit set up. So I was looking into it. I was like, well, if there's no fees, like how is Chime making their money? So the way that that works is basically every time you swipe a card, the business gets, they have like the little machine and they have to pay fees on that machine. So Chime gets a small, tiny portion of that, that the, that the, uh, the business pays for it to have that machine to process your card. And so they get a tiny chunk of that, but it all adds up. So like, it took about a week for me to get my Chime card in the mail. So you, do, you don't want to like cancel your, your existing bank. You can link your bank, your old bank, and your new bank, the Chime bank, together. So it's kind of cool where it tells you how much you have in your other bank. And you can transfer funds back and forth, which is kind of nice. And then another really cool feature is say you lose your card or your wallet gets stolen. You can go into your app on your phone go into the Chime app and actually turn it off so that nobody can use it. By default, also, if you're like in another country, you can turn it on and off. So like if somebody were to get your card from another country, they it won't process if it's outside the United States, which is really cool. Um, there's also a feature where if you lose your card or you um, if your card gets damaged somehow, you can there's a one button in the settings. You just say, I lost my card. Or I need a new card, and they'll send you out a new card right away. They also have uh, help bots, which was kind of weird at first. But I asked the bot a question, and it answered within like seconds. So way faster than what a human being would have been able to help me with. So that is really cool. Like sometimes the bots are good. They work very well. And sometimes if you ask them a question, they don't really know what you're saying. But I think over time that the, the the bot system will get better and better. If you're not very good at budgeting, it's great for college students if they have jobs. So the disclaimer would be um, with Chime, Chime is not for everybody. When I was doing some research on it, 
There was a lot of positive feedback, and then there was a lot of negative feedback. There wasn't much in the middle. And what I found was either the, the three main major problems with Chime was when there was a problem, number one. Um, the bots do a good job of answering uh, basic questions, but if you have a specific problem where, for instance, like say your card number gets gets stolen and, and where there's uh, miscellaneous charges, you don't have a normal bank that you can just go into and talk to someone face-to-face. You have to do it over the phone. And usually that means you're getting somebody in India who is not a banker. Probably the best way to go about it would be contacting Chime through Twitter because I've noticed that that's more of a, from a PR stand, standpoint, those people want to get your your problem solved first. So that would be my first thing before I'd even try calling the the, uh, the line. I would actually t- uh, contact them direct message on uh, Twitter. Another problem that I found was it was a lot of younger people and Chime is great for like college kids because it um, helps them save while they're spending ridiculous amounts of money that they shouldn't be spending. The younger people, they don't realize, they look at it more of an app, as an app than they do an actual bank. Um, and I think that's a problem because you forget that Chime is a bank and they have to follow rules just like other every other bank. So... If you report something, it's not gonna. They can't just wave a wand and just say, "Hey, okay, it's fixed," because they have to go through certain channels to protect themselves as well. Another th- problem that I saw was um, when it comes to the fees and stuff. People are like, "Oh, well, it says they just, that there's no fees," but then when I deposited money, they they wanted to charge me money. Well, if you actually read, I read everything in the fine print before I signed up for Chime, and they 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 specifically tell you that. They don't have fees, but third party, they use third party, um, companies to allow you to have more access to upload money to your, your account. So the actual, one of the founders of Chime was actually worked for Green Dot before he, um, helped start Chime. So just be aware that even though Chime is fee free, it isn't, there, there are certain stipulations to that because in order for them to offer more more ways of doing banking with them, they have to use third party for security reasons. There are certain ATM fees too where like if you go to a certain bank ATM and you withdraw, um, they might be outside of your outside of your network. So as a disclaimer, Chime is not for everybody, but so far I'm, I'm liking it and I haven't had a problem with them. If I do, I'll be sure to let you know. Brian, the guy who created Pizzeria Boss, just right now messaged me on Facebook saying that he was going to uh, respond to my rule change. So um, as soon as we get that, I will post that, answer some of my questions tonight. So that'll be cool. Oh, yeah. So we have our top five list this week. I know you're in suspense and this is kind of sad, but top five reasons that we do not have a top five reasons list this episode. <laughs> Number one, Adri is preparing to go back to school. On uh, Tuesday. On Tuesday. So she's been busy getting her supplies and getting clothes and uniforms. I already got like All that stuff. School. Folders and I don't, do you guys carry trapper keepers anymore? That was like a big thing when I was in school. We had trapper keepers. It's like a big binder that's like Velcro. 
You got one. That's cool. They're back in style. Um, they're not allowed to carry backpacks like to class anymore, which is pretty sad because I hated my locker. So like, because I we had to share lockers. Adri's got to figure out how to unlock a combination lock. Nope, I already know. Oh, she's she's got it down. One of the funny things at uh, orientation, we went to orientation and in the hallway they had all the kids were trying to open their lockers. So it was nothing but crying down the whole hallway. There's like just kids in tears trying to figure out how to unlock their lockers. They'll get it. They'll get it figured out. Um, Adri has been binge watching escape rooms on YouTube. She wants to get a bunch of locks and create an escape room for her cousins. And what happens if they don't get out? Just leave them in there forever? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Number two. Daddy's been working overtime. I've been working... Last week I had about 50 hours. This week I worked about 47 hours. So I'm getting mad, mad cash in my paycheck. I'm getting a fat paycheck, but I'm working a lot of hours and it's pretty tiresome. And it makes my week go super slow because, well, it's basically like working two days in one sometimes. So I didn't leave work until like midnight or one in the morning the one night. This is crazy. Number three. Nikayla. Nikayla. We have Nikayla now. She's a baby and she is very demanding. Like a baby. My wife always reminds me she is a baby. And now she's well, ripping she's up really paper. She's really smart. She is very smart for a baby. And she loves to climb on stuff, which I let her, but mama doesn't. It's kind of like the whole Kanye. Did anybody watch the Kanye interview on uh, one of the late night shows where. He was talking about how like when you're a kid and you're like climb up on a table and you're just you're the king of the world. You're like a superhero. And then an adult comes and tells you, you can't stand on the table. That's for eating and basically crushes you. And now you're no longer a superhero. So I think there's a, a nice balance. You need to have boundaries, but at the same time, freedom. So, so far, she hasn't fallen when I've seen her on there. But when mama tells her to get down, she falls all the time. So I think my strategy is working a little better. But as parents, we should be on the same page. So number four. <laughs> number four. We are lazy. Well, Michaela's saying that mama. Well, we, that. we can't blame mama for <laughs> yeah, she us not getting our top five list. Oh, thank you for the paper. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, I'll use that. To, I can write down my game stats on there and stuff. And then I enter them into uh, my apps. So, um, number five. Number five reason, and the fifth reason why we did not get a top five list together this week. You want to talk? Are you talking? Uh, We posted a funny video on Instagram of Nikayla riding her horsey. And she was riding it super fast and and then she get, got off and giggled it was really cute so if you go over to my instagram you can check her out riding her little toy pony um one more thing oh number five sorry number five the fifth reason is because we have too many dang excuses there's no excuse for it we should have had a top five list there's no reason why we shouldn't have had a five um i feel like we let you guys down i do but we'll make it up Alright, so we're going to end the show and uh, I'm going to play a song by Father Pontifex. Pray that you have a good week. Um, Any feedback is awesome. Over on Patreon, if you want to support us, help us pay for the monthly uh, server fees. 
Um, also, it motivates us to record an episode each month. Woke up this morning, I turned on the TV, seeing scenes that I never want to see. Stories of death and pain I hardly could imagine, and I tried to digest it. So I'm sipping my coffee. Step outside these doors with a heart full of love in a world that I know is full of madness. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to hold on to my faith. I hold a banner of mercy all around me. I see is hate, and that's the truth. Wanna stay inside, run and hide, and bolt the door with a sign that says, Gone fishing, man, forever. My son, my son, he said, You give me all you have, and let me multiply enough to feed the masses. Tell them there's a new day coming where the streets are gold. No more tears and no more crying, and the pain is gone. Love's the only thing surrounding, so let's all hold on. And know that there's a new day coming, and it won't be long. So hold on Back to uh, Pizzeria Boss. So um, I did message Brian on the creator of Pizzeria Boss on Kickstarter, and he did get back to me. So he uh, answered some of my questions, and um, rather than me trying to explain all of the the uh, rules to you, there you can actually a guy by the name of Stork Plays Games posted a really good tutorial on YouTube. So. He also had some questions about the rules, and they were cleared up. So rather than me try to explain everything to you, go to YouTube and type in Stork Plays Games or Pizzeria Boss How to Play, and you'll find the rules there, the updated rules. Um, and hopefully that, that helps you if you did get Pizzeria Boss. So if you did play the game and you were unsure of some things, um, like one of the clarifications was if you don't have the toppings, on your next turn, you can use um, discard your whole hand for five new cards as an action, so and draw back up to five. But then you can't play at like in that same turn. So if you don't have the toppings that you need, you are able to discard your whole hand for five new cards, and then that counts as your turn. Um, which that's a good rule, um, and it's not in the rule book, but it should have been. And he actually said that it should have been. <laughs> so. Um, um, some of the other clarifications were um, if somebody discards your order or uh, cancels one of your orders, do you draw your, a new order next turn or do you draw it right away? And he said that you should never not have uh, an order. So if your order does get canceled, you draw a new order from the three cards or however many is left over in the uh, where the um, 
the incoming orders pile is. He also said that it, once you place your uh, an order in the oven, then you would draw another card as well. If you have a manager, then you would be drawing up to however many managers you have um, that allows you to have. Um, you would draw back up to whatever that the amount that you're allowed to have. So if you have a manager, you can have up to two orders. So you would have draw. Make sure you have up to two. So yeah, um, that definitely clarified some things for me, and hopefully it does for you.